Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever it is you're listening from. My name is Bev Chahonyo, and this is Beverly Speaks. Welcome to episode two of season three. Every once in a while, you come across a person who is just so amazing, uh, so kind, so intelligent, so funny, so beautiful inside and out. Somebody with whom your spirit resonates, a kindred spirit as it were. And you begin to form a friendship and to walk this journey called life together. And the most unlikely of things brings you together your career path, your journey of loss and pain, your journey of restoration. Today, I want to introduce you to one such person. Her name is Olukemi. She is better known, has come to be known as the career doctor. She's an HR practitioner has worked in HR for 20 years, so we have that in common. She is an amazing soul, like just an amazing soul, and you'll hear her story. Uh, We met because of our mutual mentor who brought us together. We really do need to buy him a thank you gift (laughs) for just introducing us. He's a destiny connector and he connected the two of us and we have grown quite close this past year. Anyway, she's going to talk to us about career. We're going to hear about her path to finding herself and answering her question, answering her why. Why does she do what she does? Who is she? Over and above that, you're going to hear about her journey in 2020, her um, encounter with COVID and her journey of loss and grief. More importantly, you're going to hear about her journey of healing, which she is now on. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and guys, welcome to the Beverly Speak stage. Somebody I have come to truly, truly, truly value in my life. Welcome to the stage, the career doctor. Welcome to the stage, Olukemi Oye. excited to have you here you don't even understand <laughs> so am I you know when you said to me oh you'd like to um have an interview I thought oh that would be amazing because and I know I'm going off tangent here no please I, flow I tell you what so some people um when they ask you to be a guest on their on their show or whatever it is you kind of think mm, are you a good host because actually a lot of 
a lot of how people respond and you know answer the questions are really based on how good a host you are and i don't know if that's your observation but that's just my no it is um that's just my own thing so you know you being a great host to me it's yeah it's a relief and it's great so yeah i'm pleased to be here thank you for having me. oh thank you <laughs> I, I i do not take that for granted i so enjoy doing this that sometimes i find that i over talk so i have learned to kind of listen <laughs> more than i speak because you and i know both both know that i can speak for years if you give me the chance so but thank you for coming on you are going to be guest number two of season three amazing um season three is about evolution mm. so season one was me kind of just discovering this space and exploring it and then season two focused more on survival and listening to stories of survival from other people and learning and growing from them. And then season three, I find that, so you've discovered and you've survived. Mm. And then you begin to, you've evolved into a space where you can now speak as a voice of authority on certain matters. Mm. Mm. So that's what season three is about. And you were just like the perfect mm. person. So let me dive into these questions because like I said, I can talk forever. Sure. So, you know, we ha- especially from how we met, which is through our our mutual mentor, yes. that I have a deep love affair with Nigeria. I just, I love the culture, the music, the people, the vibrance. I'll be honest and say I haven't caught on to a lot of the food, but you know, everything else I'm good with. You're missing out. <laughs> I, I do specific things. I do my dodo and I do my puff puff and I have my little things but don't 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 get me don't don't take me to a goosey i'm not there yet <laughs> just not there um and it even meant that um i i have my nigerian name mm. so one of the things i love about um nigeria is their names and the weight that a name carries mm. so let's tell us what is your full name and what does it mean so my full name is olukemi right okay and so I'm so my parents are from the southwest region of Nigeria, so of the Yoruba tribe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Yorubas always have something to do with God in their name. God. So Olua or Olu means mm-hmm. God. Um and I, I just it's something that's always kind of amazed me that why is it that um, most Yoruba people would always have Olu or Olua or Ola or, you know, but anyway, so my name, Olukemi, um, stands for the Lord or God protects me or looks after me, right? Okay. And um, it's a really reassuring name because mm-hmm. even though, you know, I, I, I bear it, sometimes I think it's, it's, I don't, it, up until this year, that name hasn't really resonated with me. And I know it sounds, mm-hmm. might sound a bit crazy, but, you know, when you think deep about what my name means, mm. I, I should rest in that. I should be able to rest in that assurance that truly God, you know, looks after me. Mm. Um, and it's funny because many years ago, I, I asked my parents, why don't I have an English name? <laughs> um, because you know as you do you ask these questions and yeah um my parents just said well we didn't feel a need for you to have an english name and i thought mm, okay um interesting but yeah so that's what my name means it's god looks after me or lukemi um, oh wow yeah yeah 
and so yeah I love it I love it although I have to say it's interesting so my parents never well my mom's late now but she never ever called me or the full name mm. it was always Kemi mm. and so I've adopted that that you know just being called Kemi for short as opposed to Olu Kemi um, yeah. very few people would I, I, can't, I don't even know anyone if anyone at all calls me by my full name but of course that's yeah that's what it stands for mm. I, I just might be the first person who will <laughs> eternally call you Olu Kemi because of the weight of the name but also especially in light of everything that we are going to talk about sure. uh, that you've been through this season I, I just think it's amazing mm. Also because it, Kenyans generally, we always have our proper English name mm. and then our African or Kenyan name, mm. mostly. I mean, that's changing, especially over the generations. But I've always, I've always admired how Nigerian names sound. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I will be calling you Olukemi <laughs> and you will be fine with it. <laughs> that would probably make you a bit more special. <laughs> but, but we all know that I'm special, and, you know, so let's just flow with that too. Sure. Sure. So you have another name as well. <laughs> you have come to be known as the career doctor. Yes. Where did that come from? Ah, oh, so it's interesting because I heard that name and it was a name given to me by God in my in the place of searching for there must be much more to me God what is going on um and we can come and talk about you know this year and 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 what I went through in terms of my career but in the place of prayer in the place of you know COVID hit so this year in March there was a massive lockdown and you know things were a bit hard and you know just not being able to go out and do the things that we were we probably really took for granted actually um so just not being able to do that and then my mom passed in on the 1st of April and thereafter I started to go on this journey of do you know what God what what's even going on first it's COVID now it's my mom you know what's going on what's happening and then all these questions kept on you know bubbling up in my mind and then I got to the place where I started to ask the question about who am I who exactly am I and you know yes I've been working in HR for 20 years so it's a long time to have worked in HR but actually what exactly is my purpose why am I even working in this in this space and you know just having all those questions um and then I remember really clearly one day I sat down and I was asking the questions but in my head like hmm who am I and I mm. said in no uncertain terms you're the career doctor and I at first thought huh what does wow. that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> like, who that, said that? that what do you mean? With, what's that got to do with anything? You know, and this is me. So, you know, typically, you know, when God says things, you, you question it. You question it and you think it through and you your mind kicks into gear and then the logical person comes in, you know, comes on display or on show and they start to ask these questions because of course you've got to make sense of it it's got to be logical it's got you know just the normal yeah. being 
and I'm asking these questions about the career doctor what does that mean what does a doctor do and then so that was the first question I asked what does a doctor do and I thought okay a doctor is somebody you go to if you're unwell so if I'm the career and this is me answering the questions that I'm asking God that if I'm unwell in my career um, and I need desire to be healthy or fit in my career career doctor is somebody you go to to have a healthy career right and I thought okay so a doctor is somebody so my first thinking was a doctor is somebody you go to if you're unwell and what do they do so they diagnose the problems they try to so they ask you many questions to diagnose what the problem is and then they prescribe um, a course of I don't know whether it's medication or something to solve the problem mm-hmm. I thought mm, that makes sense so a career doctor is somebody you go to if you're having issues with your job or career and right. ask the questions of you know of your job or career and they say to you well from what you've said this is what I think you need mm-hmm. and I thought mm, I think that's really good now but even before I got to that place, because this happened over a period of time, um, I spoke to my coach at the time and I said, I'm here in career doctor and I don't know what it means. And he said, well, I think you should go back and ask, you know, what, what this is all about. Because, you know, if God gives you something, then it's really, really worth exploring and asking more questions. So over the course of time, I came to the point where I embraced it. So initially I was like, oh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like me. And anytime I said it or thought it, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. I felt uncomfortable because I hadn't fully embraced it. But now I'm in that place where I've completely embraced it. And it's almost like if anyone refers to me in the world of work and you know, in what I do, I always like to be referred to as the career doctor because that's the name that God has given me. So it's almost like my parents have given me a name, but God has also given me a name in terms of my my being, my essence. Mm. That makes sense. I like that. So it answers the question that the age old question of what is your why? Mm, mm, mm. Okay, I like that. I so you you are very clear on what you are here to do. I am, and in the process of me asking and digging deep about what does a career doctor do, I'm hearing the purpose driven career. Again, oh, wow. as as my mind always works, I'm thinking, okay. The first thing that came to my mind, um, Bev, was purpose-driven career. Okay, purpose-driven life. That's Rick Warren. Um, what does that? What's that got to do with me? And you know, if that's something God really wants me to do, He wouldn't give me something that's been, you know, named somewhere else. And I'm going through all this, all these questions and motions about you know, it has to be something spectacular. And then in the process, again, I come to realize that what God was saying was that for too long, many people are in a job or career that doesn't quite play to their talents, passion, personality, and Mm -hmm. struggling. And therefore, I'm asking you, so this is your thing, this is your mandate, that I want you to help people be aligned with their purpose so their career aligns so I want them to be in a place where their career aligns with their purpose so Mm. they're functioning in that space where they just thrive and they don't struggle and it's more like this is me I'm, I'm flourishing because I'm fulfilling purpose in my career 
Mm. The whole essence of the purpose-driven career. So it's where your career aligns with your purpose. Right, right. Mm. Okay. I mean, that's pretty clear, but it's it's taken quite a bit of searching. Yes, yes. Okay. And your life's mission is now equipping people with the tools to live out their purpose. Sure. Aligned with their it their god-given giftings mm. and inclinations Absolutely. have you always been this confident in your own journey or how did you get here <laughs> not at all not at all <laughs> <laughs> gosh um how did i get here yeah again i think i'm one of the very very blessed people who have because typically the people i come across uh people who've you know worked in one thing or studied in one area but are working in a different area so with my journey I've been really blessed in that from the time I went to university from my second year I'm doing my undergrad degree um, I was given an opportunity to um, go either the accounting pathway marketing pathway or HR pathway Mm -hmm. Uh, marketing I didn't really like um, accounting my brother is an accountant and I thought oh don't want to be like my brother (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna listen to this you know (laughs) although I love him to bits and you know accounting is his thing but I just thought no 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 I don't want to go down the same road (laughs) okay Um, and so HR was the only thing that kind of resonated with me Mm -hmm. and so from the second year on university I started on that journey and now I've not done anything else other than work in HR so after graduation of course it was difficult to get into HR because you know, yeah. without the experience and so on and so forth so what I did was I started off in an admin role and then graduated into HR and I've only ever worked in HR so I'm one of the blessed people that I can say I've always done what I'm actually doing now where mm-hmm. you know and that's probably the reason why God has called me into this 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 zone so my journey's always been within that space. But I have to say, finding the thing within that space was where I never was up until this year. So while oh, wow. working, you know, doing loving HR, doing all the bits, being my the generalist and you know, all sorts of elements that HR covers, because typically when you say to somebody, I work in a I'm HR, HR. The thing is, oh, I need a job. And you think, oh, hold on, HR's far, it's it's stuff. <gasps> about getting oh my gosh i can i can name the serial offenders i need a job can you redo my cv (laughs) how do i negotiate for salary how do i quit my job how do i get promoted have i missed anyone out no okay That, that, and, and then it, it gets to the point where it's almost like people think you're ignoring them yes. or that you're proud yes. but yes. I can't just give everyone a job like <laughs> even if even when it is within my power there has to be wisdom and are you the right person you know even if it's using my networks there's only so far you can push so it's it's always like there's that push and pull um, <laughs> but yeah so my journey's been really that, but up until this year where I said I was going, I was on this whole, who am I and what am I doing? And now I'm finding that alignment between what I've always done in HR with, you know, what God is calling me to do. So, and when I mean that, I've, I, I've seen 
so many people in the workplace manifest just not being in the right place just being unhappy you know when it comes to things like performance management for example um, mm. when I you know in the workplace I've, I've had I've come across a lot of leaders or managers who say to me oh I've got a team and you know people aren't performing and you think yeah they're not performing because they're in the wrong place and so I yes. a lot of what I'm you know having to deal with now in the workplace so it's really finding looking at the signs and saying yes I that resonates with me I know why they're not doing I know why you know they're not performing I know why they're not dead I know why they're just the way they are because they're in the wrong place yeah for me it's yes my journey has been fantastic in that God has allowed me to go through those experiences to get me to where I am today so to answer the question, no, I haven't been confident in that journey because I've <laughs> always been doing what I, I, I love doing. But in terms of being where I am today in a place of confidence and just, you know, doing it with the love and the, the experience and everything, um, that, that can only come from just years of experience, I guess. And yeah, really. So you, you've touched on quite a few things that, oh gosh, are not in my question list, but I'm kind of going to go down this bunny trail a little bit and then I'll pull us back. So there's that whole thing of being in the right place at the wrong time. No, sorry, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. Right place at the wrong time. Yes. Wrong place at the right time. Yeah. I think I've, I've confused myself. And then you find you find yourself, everything aligns and you're in the right place at the right time. Yes. There's the thing of being you work for the best company in the world but you're in the in the wrong role yes or you work for the or you have the perfect role but in the worst company in the world for example you know yes so we need to understand as human beings that your skills your capabilities your um talents are one thing um and then the environment is another thing and then time and chance is another thing yes so we need to kind of build that in our minds as we're building our careers i agree absolutely 100 and if anything there's environment matters a great deal a great deal um like you said you could be in a fantastic organization but just the wrong team actually yeah the wrong location yep so you know um, I'm in the UK, but actually God wants me to be in the US. There you go. US, I'm flourishing like there's no tomorrow. But in the UK, I'm struggling, even though I'm doing what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I almost feel like this is like the birthing of a, a series, but let's just <laughs> stick to the questions there. So, and that kind of just leads segues into the next question. Why do you think so many people are so lost is it a product of nature, nurture, environment, education? What do you think? Mm. I think it's a combination of those factors. It's a combination. It's a combination mm-hmm. of your upbringing. Um, so the environment you grew up in, your parents, um, your experiences, so your life experiences, what you've been through, as well as your role models so the people that you're surrounded with um, and all those things influence you to a large extent and so and I often say this uh, most times when I'm speaking about 
um, what drives your career choices it's a combination of all those things so I remember when I was growing up so I uh, my secondary school education was in Nigeria right Mm-hmm. And when you got to a certain level, I think it was grade three, you had to choose what what pathway. Yeah. And it was a, a so you had three options. It was either you go arts, science, or the sciences and studies. Right, right. I don't know if that was. Yep. And a lot of people in my day that went into the sciences um, line were not quite built for it, but they mm-hmm. did because their friends did it. They did it because their parents wanted them to be, for example, a doctor. A doctor. (laughs) Because they were pleasing other people. So they weren't thinking about what am I great at? What am I passionate about? Where do I flourish? Where's my zone? So So again, it's all those influences that kind of culminates in people building a career on the wrong in the wrong way and they end up being lost along the line because actually they've not thought about who they are what they're what's within them the the Mm. treasures that they carry and how they can you know build on that to become you know fantastic at work so i think much of it comes from a place of just being misdirected by those factors i was speaking to a lady a couple of months ago and she said to me I'm an accountant I've you know done this for 20 years she said Mm. Um, she said to me Kemi I am absolutely bored I hate my job I wow um, it's it pays the bills I've built my career to the point where you know I'm 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 being paid really well so I don't have a problem with you know salary or anything but I'm so unfulfilled. Um, and the reason why she is so is because she she later found out, I think down the line, that her dad had specifically said his first son or daughter must be an accountant. And so everything he did was to push her to becoming an accountant. So she went to the best school. She went to the best university. She did all the right things and, you know, sponsored by her dad because that was his dream. So she's living her father's dream <laughs> through, you know, she, so his, his, yeah, so she was living her father's dream, which really wasn't hers. And so yeah. this place 20 years later and she's telling me, oh, Kemi, but I've always, always loved journalism. And so I said, what's stopping you? Guess what she said? Oh, it's a bit too late now. <laughs> to which I said oh no as long as you're alive honey it's never too late never too late it's never too late to do the job that you've always wanted to do so I said you know there's a way you you know map the journey to transit but you know there's absolutely a way out I said the guy we know today or the the, the restaurant we know today as KFC Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. he was 64 by the time he realized you know what 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 he needed to do so to be fair it's never too late as long as you are alive you've got breath yep. and you've got the will and desire and everything to to, to pursue that dream i think you should um, there's that story also of the lady who 
tried to be an actress all her life and failed yes or never got anywhere and then she was cast for a supporting very junior supporting role in an upcoming film and she got the part and she's now in black panther mm. in her 70s i think mm, mm. you know and that was always her dream and that one break i think she's going to be happy um with whatever rolls into her account but also just she's doing what she loves to do what can i just put another twist on this now so mm-hmm. i think um when we all showed up on planet earth okay i think this is my view that god designed us equipped us and resourced us for certain things so everything that we have the natural flair for mm-hmm. for a reason is there to do a particular type of work yes so god has given us that to do something with it not to ignore it and do you know be busy pursuing other things so my right. when we all go back to our maker he will ask us that question like you know the, the person who you know was given the talents in the bible yes. what did you do with it and if you're not able to say what you did with it i'm not sure what's going to happen but <laughs> I'm not sure either but I don't want to be in that line. I can guarantee you that he's not going to be pleased. So I often say to people like if I say to my son Tisha, right Tisha, um here's um a pound. Can you go and buy me a bottle of coke for example? And he comes back with a packet of biscuits. Now, <laughs> would I really say thank you or would I actually say did I tell you to buy me a packet of biscuits? As much as I love biscuits, I didn't want biscuits. I wanted a bottle of coke. Great. And so why are you giving me a packet of biscuits when so I chances are I'd say can you go back, return it and get me the bottle of coke. Now or my money back at the very least. Right. Or will it be too late? Will will you know and that's that's the one thing that I always say to people and it's always at the back of my mind that do you want to be that one person that when you get to the end of your life um you're going to you know you're going to you're going to meet with god saying i'm not pleased with you wow and i think that is so important yeah it is it is and you now you've led me oh my gosh this is so flowing so nicely you've led right into our next question with which is how is passion tied to purpose mm so I think God gives us the passion to do certain things and he's given us the passion for our purpose. So if for example I'm called to be a writer, I would my passion would fl- I'd, I'd love I'd just be passionate about writing. So he's given mm-hmm. us that natural passion to do the job that I'm I'm to do to fulfill my purpose. So mm-hmm. once, I know you can have you know you can be passionate about a lot of different things but the one thing that you're that is centered around your purpose you will have a passion for doing it mm. and that's so in my to my mind your passion facilitates your purpose so okay pulls you to fulfill purpose okay so find the things that you are naturally good at mm. or it could be and i'm going to twist it throw throw a wrench here in 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 it for a bit or the things that you are passionate about or against and this is why i'm saying against it has often been said that the most passionate um leaders uh po- politics wise 
are the ones who were very disturbed by something yes something in the system so i heard this story yesterday mm. there's a coaching class um i'm taking and this man was kicked off a train this was in the 60s i think in south africa because he was indian and he was very angry about that and for the next 23 years he protested against it wow and after 23 years the movement had grown and he was doing great things decided to go back home to india and he got there and there was this huge welcoming committee and they're like you have to run for president we will vote for you we've heard about you because the stories had traveled and he said i'm not going to because where i'm coming from i don't understand what the issues are here so i'm not going to run for any political office but i will commit to spending the next one year understanding what the issues are where the shoe pinches so he traveled across india for one year try learning and understanding you know what the pain points were especially for the poor people and he realized that the issue was solved that the at the time the the british the british controlled the salt mines and salt then controlled everything else the food it controlled everything and it was a huge industry so he then went around protesting against the ownership of the salt mines by the british wow and turns things around halfway through that remember he's very passionate about the plight of the of of the poor and injustice mm. he hears that back in south africa his son was his grandson was beaten up because he was too dark mm. and then he was beaten up again because he was too light oh god so he left everything in the middle of, of this huge protest and you know a lot of progress being made and went back to fight for the injustice of his grandson yeah. this man was mahatma gandhi oh wow you never hear those stories i heard it this week and wow. uh, so so it's what you what disturbs you that you were created to fix that's where i was coming from yes and i absolutely agree so in my um searching of god what do you want me to do how do you want me to do this he gave me like a 3d framework um and part of that framework talks about how do you discover the work that god has assigned you to do and in in that he said to me some of the pr- the pain that you've been through so the pain that you've been through is to solve someone else's um to liberate someone else So yes. the pain that you are going through is so that you come out and get through it and help someone else who's about to go through it or is going through it or mm-hmm. needs help. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, I that completely resonates with me. I get that. Like yeah, that. yeah. And that now also again just leads us into the next um section yeah. uh questions. 2020 has been quite a year for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us about COVID and then talk to us about your mom. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, 2020 started off on a massive high for me. Massive high. Um got this job um working in um Jersey which is one of the Channel Islands beautiful place beautiful place fantastic job mm. everything was you know perfect and i just thought wow 2020 this is just it it's going to be a great year and then um a month into me starting 
my boss then calls me and says, Kemi, um, I think you should um, pack your stuff and start working from home because the, you know, the um, airlines are going to be shut and, you know, there won't be any flights. So essentially I would fly into work on a Monday, come back on a, come back home on a Thursday and work from home on a Friday. So I did that for a while. But he said to me, Kemi, don't think this is going to work. Just stay at home, happy for you to work from home and we'll take it from there. So I thought, oh, that's generous. I'm quite happy working from home. So um, that happened. And then a month later, so that was a month after I'd started. And then a couple of weeks later was my husband's birthday. So that was a um, Wednesday, it was Monday the 30th of March also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was a Monday, but it was the 30th of March anyway. Monday, yeah, it was the 30th of March on Monday. Um, so because of COVID, so at this point, by the time I was home, COVID had hit, um, the children were home, they weren't happy um, because, you know, of course, things had, things were very different. So just being at home, you know, not being able to go to school, um, just waking up at odd times. It was, it was really different for the children, but, you know, we, we got through it. And so it was my husband on the 30th, Monday. Again, we couldn't go out, we couldn't celebrate, um, but um, we made do, so we made do. But on the Monday, which was my husband's birthday, um, I get a call, so my sister calls me and says, oh, mum's not feeling too well. Um, she called She called my sister, and my sister asked her to call an ambulance, because at this point she said, um that she was short of breath and so i said okay she's called an ambulance by the time my sister got to my mom's um the ambulance was there and they said to her no you can't um come in because of covid so we will you can't even come to the hospital um because of covid and at this point you know it was the height of covid many people were in hospital and you know you couldn't visit anyone and it was really tough and on that day my husband had started to cough really badly on his birthday Mm -hmm. and we thought no this is unusual like you know you don't just develop a cough so you need to ring um, 911 and just find out you know just explain to them what the symptoms are and you know let's just be careful of course he's telling me oh no you know it's not my portion as you would as a as a mm. as an african man who believes you know you know i'm i'm strong and you know don't have covid and all of this nonsense um and he's saying it's not my portion in jesus name but of course whilst you believe as a christian um you you also have to take precautions so i was like no okay yeah i i believe with you i agree but you still need to make that phone call anyway so um all on all in the same day anyway so i thought okay tuesday came the hospital rang to say that my mother had been tested positive for covid and i thought okay that's not great she was on oxygen at this point um and then my husband also rang and they'd said yep you need to self-isolate Ladies and gentlemen, what did I tell you about this amazing person, about this amazing, amazing woman, about this amazing career coach, the career doctor, 
I know you are sitting at the edge of your seats. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you're just going to have to come back next week and hear the rest of her story. We tried to compress it. We tried to put everything in one episode, but it just wasn't feasible. She is such a wealth of wisdom and she has so much to tell, so much to give, so much to teach. So we had to split it into two. Question, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from her? What's your biggest takeaway from today's episode? She talks about, you know, finding yourself uh, in the darkest times of your life. She's talked about understanding your identity. She's talked about, you know, you know how you can be in the wrong uh, in the wrong place employment-wise, in the wrong place at the right time. We've talked about so many things. What's your one big takeaway? But over and above that, if you want to reach her, she can be reached on Instagram, I believe, as the career doctor. And if you follow her there or DM her, she will give you more information about some of the amazing programs that she's running. So please, please, please reach out to her or reach out to me and I will put you in touch with her. In the interim, in the meantime, I want you to remember now and always that you are enough and you are loved. This is Bev Chahonyo signing off for this week.